1: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we have three cast members from Bravo's new—that's right, there's a new Bravo show. And really, do we have to say anything else? But we have three cast members from Bravo's new show, Love Match Atlanta. Please welcome Mink Lark, Joseph Dixon, and Shay Primus. Hi. Hey. Hi.
0: Hey. What's going on, David?
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome! Behind the velvet rope. How are you guys doing today? What is going
0: I'm on? Good.
2: It's beautiful here in Atlanta. It's a beautiful day.
0: Right. Listen today, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Listen, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's
1: well. I was gonna say I'm 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 in New York City and it's freezing here. So All right. I'm, it's
2: not I'm freezing. Jealous. No, it's not freezing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. It's approaching the seventies. We're getting back to the seventies. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's gonna be yeah. nice. This, yeah. this weekend is going to be
1: nice. This is why you guys don't live in the Northeast. Well, listen. Thank you. Oh, you did. Well, so then you understand what's happening but in New York City I'm from right New now. New
3: Jersey, so I get it.
1: <laughs> Shout out New Jersey. I mean, listen, welcome to Behind the Velvet Rope. Welcome to the game. Welcome to Reality TV. Welcome to Bravo. Like, just welcome, you guys. I Thank mean, you. And listen, Love Match Atlanta, May 8th, is premiering, what a time slot, right after Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Yes.
2: Prime spot, prime location. I'm excited.
1: I mean, are you guys excited? Are you doing anything fun for the premiere? Are you having a party together? Are each of you having your separate parties? We're super
3: excited. And I think we're still trying to find out about the premiere. Um, We're still going over that. But if not, I probably will do like a Facebook Live or something like that if we decide not to. So we have
2: options. Well, we do have options. We are trying to plan a premiere because ideally we would all like to watch it together, invite our family, friends, invite some press. We would love to do that, but we've got to get the green light from Bravo. So once we get that, we can move forward
1: logistics. Well, listen, I have watched the first episode. I cannot wait to talk all about what I have seen. I saw some coming attractions. But before we get there, like as we learned in, you know, the first episode in the coming attractions, Ming, you say it's all about love. So I want to know just from each of you, how did each of you get into the matchmaking business?
3: Okay, I'll start. (laughs) Well, let me correct it because it's not right on (laughs) bravotv.com. Well, I was in a long-term relationship for about maybe four years with this guy and we ended up breaking up. So after the breakup, I wanted to meet people outside of my circle. So I went to this well-known matchmaking company in Atlanta and I paid them thousands of dollars to match me up with someone that I was compatible with. And on my first date, it was a total no. I was like, oh my God what happened <laughs> this is not what i asked for you know good and well this is, he would not it's not somebody i would go out with so i went back to them and i was very disappointed and they had a hard time matching me on dates so after that you know what i said i can do this and i can do it better
0: mm. and i
3: also said there's something missing in the market so i started the first multicultural interracial focused matchmaking company in existence so that's how colorblind international
2: was started awesome that's a great story me Thank you. I love it.
1: <laughs> what about you, Shay?
2: So um, I am surrounded by beautiful, handsome, successful people here in Atlanta, um, successful professional people who are single. Um, You know, my circle is just that. That's my circle. And um, people were always asking me, you know, if I had a party, for example, hook me up with that person, hook me up with the girl in the red dress, hook me up with the guy in the blue suit. And then I was just like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I should just do it for money. So I went and got certified and became a matchmaker. And my business specifically um, focuses on middle class professionals because that is my circle. Those are my friends. And I wanted to help my friends, essentially, find love.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Aww. Me personally, Aww. similar to me, I, I, it was subsequent. Like I, I filled a void, you know, um, as you know, I'm the founder of RBL dating app, which stands for real black love. And, um, maybe a couple years in, you know, a- after me launching RBL, I had more people coming to me and say, Hey, Joseph, I love what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I want what you're offering, but I don't want to be on a dating app per se. <laughs> you know, I want something a little bit more discreet, a little bit more private, you know, can you help me out? And I'm like, huh? you know, I'm pretty good at, at putting people together because I've done it in the past. You know, college, well, I'll get in that story later. But, um, you know, so I say, you know what, I'll try this out. And I was good at it. And I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can do this professionally. And here we are uh, about seven, eight years later um, as a professional matchmaker.
1: Wow. Well, from watching this pilot episode, you know, what stuck out to me is, you know, all of the three of you, you know, your success rate, you know, I said was like the high 80s to the 90s, which I was just blown away by that. So that means like if someone is listening now and they pay any of the one of three of you and they sign up, it's like we have like almost a 90% chance as a, a client of any of your services to find love. Mm-hmm.
2: absolutely well for me i'm not going to take you if i think i can't match you so right. i'm already going to eliminate you know if you're somebody i don't think i can match i'm never going to take you so if i accept you it's because i believe i can match you
0: right yes. mm-hmm. yeah I'm, just, I, uh, I'm sorry okay. go ahead okay no you go well ahead. yeah I, um to, to echo what Shay's saying i'm the same way now every now and then you get someone that uh pulls a you know what's it called a bait switch <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I've had one of those recently where I was like, okay, I thought it was going to be an easy match and then it turned into a hell, you know? But uh, other than that, you know, you want to, you want to take clients on that you feel that you can actually be successful with um, and and making sure that they're successful because it, it's about our business. You know, people, even though it's a private, you know, discreet thing, people talk, you know, so you definitely want to make sure you're satisfying your clients. Sure.
3: And the same for me, I feel like if I can't, match you in most cases. And like he said, we do get some bait and switch. Some people get into the process and they go, Oh, well, I'm not ready. Then, you know, we go through the changes, but we try to make sure I try to make sure that I'm taking on a client that I can be successful with and help them find love
1: Right, and we even saw that in the pilot too. You know, you guys said like, oh, if, if I really don't think you can help
0: someone, you're not going to take yeah. them on. Right, so. Ming fired somebody the first episode, so.
3: Ooh, <laughs> I will not waste my time because guess what, time is precious and valuable. I was
0: like, hold up, did she really fire somebody on the first damn episode? You know, I
2: fire people all the time too. So, to, to Ming's point, I'm right with you. I mean, yeah. some people are not coachable. They don't yeah. accept your feedback. They don't want to change. And it's like, if right. you want to keep doing what you've been doing, Stop wasting my time.
1: Exactly. that sure. part. So like when you, before we get, cause I got something to say about Ming firing this gentleman, <laughs> I've got stuff to say about that. But before we get, so like when yeah. someone comes to you, you know, here someone is blah, blah. What is it that maybe gets someone, you know, what do you look for in terms of like, I don't want this client. Like I cannot help them. Like, what are the red flags?
3: Uh, for me, as um, I said on my last interview, you have to look at the patterns, a pattern of behavior to me, if they're going from relationship to relationship, relationship to relationship, and then you point out some things that are prohibiting them from having success, and then they don't want to hear it. That's a problem for me because most people come to matchmakers because they're unsuccessful. So we're here to guide you, give you advice, you know, and then put the qualified matches in front of you. And hopefully from that, you'll have success. But if they're like she said, not coachable, then that's a no, no for me.
2: Yeah. You know, honestly, um, this is going to sound a little um, oh boy. pretentious. No, but we know <laughs> we know our market. And honestly, this they, matchmaking is in the beauty industry, too. So if someone comes to me and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to match you because you're I don't have anyone in my database that would want you. I'm, you know, then I'm going to I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that I honestly don't have anyone in my database, you know, for you. I'm sorry. And that's the truth. I'm not going to I'm not going to take your money and I'm not going to waste your time. If I know I don't have anybody I can match you with.
0: To, to Shay's point, um, you know, people come to matchmakers and they think, OK, I'm giving you this all this money. You have to find me what I want. No, those people have to want you back, right? Absolutely. So, so it's, not yeah, it's not a one way. Yeah, it's one way street. Um, I always, all me personally, I I don't take on clients who have a laundry list of of this person that they want me to find. Like I can't find your unicorn; they don't exist. So if it's something that is 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 legitimate, like if you're looking, you know, I always say establish your needs before your wants. And we could establish those needs, and I could find those needs. Sometimes those wants you'd be out the door. You know what I'm saying? But if it's a laundry list of you know. He, 20 little checkpoints now nah, we're, we're not even going in there like yeah yeah
2: you have to be um like joseph said the market has to want you to you can have a demand but you, you know the market has to yield itself to you so if you want you know i want denzel washington and you know I, I, I tell, like i told a guy this just the other day he said he wanted a beyonce i was like do you have jay-z money no, he did not. So you cannot get a Beyonce. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, we have to be able to be honest with our folks as well. Me, you, know, you
3: had,
1: yeah, you had some reactions to those statements.
3: Well, you know, Shay is a straight shooter, and I'm more of that sugar and spice, and then I fire you. But <laughs> there's a way to do it. Um, so no, I just, I'm just listening. I think she's just a, sh- a straight shooter, which is nothing wrong with that, and I can be, but I'm a little sweeter with it. I think. Yeah.
2: And I think too, Ming, I think your clients don't expect you to talk to them that way. When they paying you a certain amount of money, you might not be able to say that. Well, actually, I don't know. And I do. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So how do you have that conversation where someone, you know, walks in and, you know, maybe thinks they're like a Denzel, but they're really not a Denzel or they think they're like a Beyonce, but they're not. Mm what do you, I mean, since you're a street shooter, Shay, and I mean, you know. No,
2: this is what I say. When you walk down the street or you go into the mall, do you have people like trying to approach you, trying to get your number? No. Well, I can't make them want you. If people don't want you, (laughs) you right now, I can't, I'm not a magician. I can't make them want you. So don't think because you come to me and you're paying me thousands of dollars, all of a sudden you're going to be more attractive. Now I will coach you. We will go through, you know, your wardrobe. I'll make sure you're mentally, emotionally ready. But some things I can't fix. Sometimes you need to go to a personal trainer. Sometimes you need to go to the dentist. Sometimes, you know, there's are some things that we have to do to make ourselves more attractive. I mean, that's just real. You know, I, I had a client. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Ooh, I'm no, tired. no. I'm saying input as far as um attraction. Some things is attractive to some people. Some things are not. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, He's for, for holder. literally five foot four. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. He's five foot four, so he's a hard match. But we were able to find a woman that looked past his height because she 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 wanted other things as well. Oh. Um, but for the most part, a lot of this does come down to um, attraction and looks. I mean, that's us let's not kid ourselves. I mean, the first thing you see somebody, you see the looks, right? Um, but if you're looking for more, you know, the intangible things as well, then you know, I, I wouldn't mind working with you. But if you're coming to me and you're five foot four. And you're looking for Beyonce, and looking, you have all this, you know, this long checklist as well. Like, okay, you know, let's 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 level the uh, expectations a little bit, right? (laughs) Because that woman who's Beyonce, she could literally get any one man out here for herself. You know, uh, you know, everybody has their preferences, so she may want a six foot guy, and she has the right to say that I want a six foot guy because she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and these guys are courting her, and 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 you know what I'm saying, David?
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) What percentage? Well, I was just going to say, like, what percentage approximately is in this category of not being realistic? Like, do you guys turn away? I'm just curious, like 10 percent, 50 percent of the people that walk through the door.
3: I would probably say 50 percent for me. Um, I'm real selective and I only have so many memberships per year that I actually work with. Um, So I'm very selective because, again, my time is valuable and it's not something that you can get back. I learned that very early on in life. So I don't waste it.
0: Right. Me personally, um, that's a good question, David, but I would just say that I have a huge database right now of people looking to, (laughs) to have for my services. I, I, you know, I'm a CEO of of a day nap. I, I have the matchmaking. I have a son, you know, I have a lot going on. So I really, I'm like with me, I don't take on, I maybe take on maybe two or three clients at a time and, uh, four or five is stretching it really stretching it. So.
2: I'm the same way. Um, if 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 ten people approach me at one time, I'll probably take two to three of them. Um, so I guess I guess probably I'm along with Ming as well. Fifty percent of the people that come, I do not accept either.
1: Wow, is is the physical. Qualities like you know, look when someone comes in right and they say like I want this, I want them to be you know between five nine and five nine and a half. I don't want five ten. I don't want five eight. And it's just oh boy. So right, is that like
0: yeah, that half inch makes a difference, right? Ooh. Right. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death
1: When I decided to partner with Dame Products after hearing so many great things about them, you know, Dame, that company that helps you discover your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. Well, they decided to send me a bunch of samples. Now, when these products arrived, I happened to have three of my friends over. Literally, I've never seen a cat fight between these three friends of mine. They are speaking now, but it was touch and go there for a minute. So listen, everyone went home with something. So, you know, but listen, one of my friends went home with the Eva. Now, the Eva, Let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. The Eva is the first hands-free vibrator for couples. So she's in a relationship, so she got the Eva. That makes sense. Another one of my friends who isn't in a relationship, she took home the Palm. Palm is kind of like the opposite of the Eva. It's, you know, something you use when you're alone. My last friend who was there, don't feel sorry for her. She took home the ARC. It's a strong curve vibrator that finds, well, the perfect spot. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed, ladies. Listen, power up your pleasure with the Palm, the Eva, or any of their other toys from Dame Products. That's D-A-M-E. Go to dameproducts.com and enter code VELVETROPE today for 15% off site-wide. That's DameProducts, D-A-M-E.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and get 15% off site-wide. Well, staring into Zoom's five days a week hosting this podcast really has got me very critical about every inch of my face and my hair. And really, that's why I started using whey. Now, let me tell you about this. Way's thick and full supplements are amazing. They're vegan. They're once a day supplements with zero flavor in a good way. And they support thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. Something that's really important to me. They help reduce the appearance of shredding and support hair strength. Now, also something that I live and swear and die by is whey scalp serum. The scalp serum I've noticed, not only does it help my hair feel stronger, but it helps it look fuller, hello, through like a healthy, hydrated, and balanced scalp. Both of these products for me have worked wonders and I have found them to be a great solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. So now when I stare at myself all day interviewing all these guests, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little happier with what I see. Grow all the way with Waze Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to theouai. dot com and use code Velvet Rope to get fifteen percent off your entire purchase. That's fifteen percent off your entire order at theouai. dot com. Code Velvet Rope. <laughs> right, like, I mean, is that the common thing that kind of rules people out? Like, oh my god, or is it a lot of other things?
0: Right. With with me, it, like for instance, I treat women. That come for my services different than i treat men like if you're a, a upstanding outstanding man you have a lot of qualities about yourself we look at the what you do for a living because women are attracted to status money and looks that's just what it is those are the three things so if you have one of those three things i can work with when it comes to women you know <clears throat> i have to really get on the phone phone to listen really listen to them and dive into who they are and what they're about i just don't go truly off the list because every man is different like you know, all men don't want the Beyonce hourglass figure. They want someone that may be a little bit more thicker or, you know, it, it, it just it is what it is. But um, but for men, it, it definitely I, I, you know, face value, I look and see, see what he's about.
2: Um, You know, and I don't think, you know, because that's the thing. I think the difference between online dating and matchmaking, because I'm your salesperson. So when you come to me. I'm going to sell you to the to the person I think is the best for you. That's what you're, you're paying me for. That's different from a dating app, right? The dating app is somebody just looking at your picture, swipe, swipe, swipe. When you're coming to me, I'm going to sell my client. I'm going to take some really good pictures of you. And I'm going to say, hey, David, meet this woman. She will be perfect for you because of XYZ. i Z. I'm going to sell her to you. You're going to want to know her. You're going to want to meet her. Um, so I think that's the difference. So I don't think it's solely on looks because we can sell your qualities, we can sell your attributes. Now here's the thing, men don't always care about women's accolades and your degrees and how many homes you own and how much money, men don't care about that. Men can typically be visual. Women do care about those accolades. You know, where did he go to school? What kind of car does he drive? Where does he live? What does he do for a living? So understanding what our clients want and what matters is just helpful for us to know what to sell. To to the opposite sex or same sex, whatever you are working with. And for me, I'm going to represent
3: you first, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sell you. <laughs> so hopefully, through me, they can go okay. They know what to expect in my clients.
1: What about and maybe this applies to you a little less, Shay, because I know your you know entire model and name of the company is middle class matchmaking. But so let's just take the looks out of it. And since we're all so honest here, what about like cold hard cash? Like how many people come to you? And I don't know if this is a difference like not to be stereotypical with like men and women like you were talking about, but you know, where they're just like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you, right. I want the Jay-Z money. So where's that? Like how how often does money come into the conversation?
3: Oh. They want it all the time. I mean all my clients want in with money. You know, what I mean, of course, and they they kind of expect that when they come get in a database. But for me, I work with ninety something percent men. You know, what I mean, like ninety five percent of my clients are men, and then I have women that go into my database. But yeah, the ladies they want men with money and status. You know, that's what they want.
2: And you're right, David. My women are very different. So my women usually or women who have money. So they might, well, when I say relative, relatively speaking, they might make, you know, mid six figures, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily looking for a man to make what they make. They're, they're wanting a partnership. They want, they they typically say to me, I want a man who's not intimidated by my money. So Mm -hmm. I typically get really successful women who want a man who would be okay with their success. And so sometimes that's coaching. I have to do with the man, like, look, She's good. She doesn't care about your money. She has her own. Are you going to be okay with that? Okay. Because this woman may have three or four properties and et cetera, et cetera. She didn't care about that. She just wants someone to be a partner for her to accept her, you know, so it just kind of depends on what we're looking at.
0: Right. I mean, both of those.
3: But in most cases, women are only going to date, especially successful women who are going to date at
2: their level or above. They don't try to go down. because oh, my women will. Because- <laughs> my women will because you know why me? Because they feel like I can't. So here's the thing, and I think what you're doing is smart because you have widened the pool with the different races and cultures. But if we stay in the African American community, these women feel like I know I can't get someone who makes what I make. I know I'm one percent of the population, so I'm not asking you to give me him. Give me Joe that works at the post office make 60000 a year. He's going to be stable. He's going to be at home take, taking care of the kids. Give me Joe. So they'll, they'll come to me and say, Shay, he doesn't have to make what I make. I just want him to be home and be a good father for my children. So I do match that way all the time. Huh?
1: OK. OK, <laughs> bro. <laughs> What? Like, what well like, Ming what? Ming is what? like? Well, that's right. <laughs> Ming is having a, okay. it. Okay, amazing. Listen,
2: she, she she matches a different demographic. You know, it's a different yeah. demographic, so the the it'll look different. You know, right?
1: What about you know, like we said in the first episode, Ming, you did you know, unfortunately, let this gentleman go. Um, I think he was forty seven, and he you know was saying he wanted twenty seven. Maybe he would date up to twenty eight. I he mean, I guess 40. that's yeah. He was so, forty nine. Oh, he was 49, excuse me. So, is that like, how do you guys, I mean, how does that work? Like you said, like, I think you said, Joseph, like a debate and switch. And like when you let this guy go, Ming, like,
3: you know, when Troy first came to me, he had been dating younger women. And I mean, really young, much younger than he is. And he said that he was looking for a woman who was nurturing, wanted to be there for, he has children, you know, two daughters who want to be there for the daughters. You know, he wanted a woman, but that's not what he ended up doing. So, you know, I felt as though he wasn't serious. So I fired him because again, I'm not gonna waste my time because it is what? Valuable and I can't what? Get it back. So when he wasn't willing to do what I asked him to do, I had to give him his papers.
1: Oh boy. That was the end of it. Right.
3: Yeah. And I want, I, I work with him on coaching him and he didn't want to get fired. He said, "Ming, listen, I don't want to go anybody else. I don't want to leave. But at the same time, you don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? Your mind, you don't want to straighten out that brain and get it right and get it focused. And so, you know, he wants what he wants, but I'm not able to do that for him.
1: What about, you know, once you take someone on, because like we also learn from, I also, I, I also learned from watching this episode, you know, it's not just matchmaking you guys. Like I think you were saying, Shay, like you offer like makeover services and dating coaching. And what do people do? Like once you're on the date, like here we are, you've taken the person, they're trying to listen to you. They go on the first date. Like what things do you guys see that people do wrong like a dating, like not, it doesn't even have to be the first date. Like what are some well, things in they this do
2: social media culture? A lot of women are on their phones the whole time. Um, you know, you could be, they, I get women. So let me say this, they didn't show this on air, but I usually send my clients on a mock date so I can test these things out. But you have people that show up with clothes that are too short, too tight, you know, um, men who are leaving their wallets behind, you know, all of these little no's Chewing gum really loud, popping bubbles at the table. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff people do that are like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I had a client that showed up in scrubs to his date. I was extremely pissed. (laughs) Oh, I lit into him. I'm like, you mean to tell me that you didn't take the opportunity to stop, go home, change your clothes and get appropriate for your date. So it didn't end well for him after I got the news. (laughs) I was pissed but yeah they'll do some crazy things and they will show up different ways you know so yeah
0: <laughs> I, I, a lot of people misrepresent representing who they are you know i tell everybody be yourself
3: yeah. your
0: full self from the first date because the whole goal is to have somebody fall in love for who you are right Absolutely. of a representative so why waste all this you know two three weeks and then all of a sudden. You finally, you know, bring out your true character and true personality and that person doesn't like you You guys both waste each other's time. So um, I tell people all the time, just show up as yourself. You know, me personally, I'm I'm, I'm a jokester. I got a great sense of humor. I laugh. I like to joke. So if I'm at a table with a woman who's dry sense of humor, we're not going to work. But I'm going to put that on display from the first date. I just tell my clients to do the same thing. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. I
1: agree. Do you guys find that there's no difference between men and women as far as who is the more difficult client or is there, a, are women more difficult or men?
3: I, I, I personally, again, my clients for men are like 90 something percent, 95%. <laughs> so that tells you right there. I prefer to work for the man, <laughs> for men, you know, uh, for me, I think they're a little easier to work with than women um, again. And they also do the choosing. So it makes my job a little easier. I know when they come to me, they're usually serious about finding a match. In most cases, again, as you saw the the show, every now and then one sneaks in who says that they're serious, but they're not serious. And I have to go through that with them. But in most cases, when they come to me, they're really wanting to find a special someone and fall in love and get married and then right off into the sunset. So, you know, that's my job. I love it, you know. So, yeah, I think men are easier.
2: I I agree. Men are typically easier. I agree with Ming on that. Um, Only because when, when a man comes to me and he's paying me, he is ready. He's like, look, I've been out there. I've been in the clubs. I've been on these apps. Nothing is working. Find my wife. And I can bet when I match him and it's a successful match, I get six months later, I get an invitation to the wedding. I mean, they're serious. It's like, he's like, you know what? It's time for me to find my wife. And they're like, they can have that intention and go forward with this process in a way that women just can't, because we can think you're the one, but oh well, I don't know. Times are changing; women are proposing these days, but typically, traditionally, women have to wait. On the no, day. they're not. <laughs> you see the eyes, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I know times are changing, and we're probably gonna see more, more of that. Women, I, I hope them.
0: not. They, sure. they're, they're halfway they're halfway to divorce if they do it. But uh, the
2: men be men, please,
0: ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh, more
2: people being whoever they are, be who you are.
0: <laughs> me personally.
2: Let men be men.
0: <laughs> you know what? I thought that men were easier to match. Um, you know, the first couple of men and clients I had, they were much easier than the women I had. And then I, I got some men clients that were just I mean, they wouldn't even get on the phone with the person. I'm like, this is everything you wanted, such and such, and it's just one little thing. They're like, no, no. So to me. Uh-huh. I think, I think, to Shay's point, when a man comes to matchmaking it's because he's looking for a wife. Like When women come to matchmaking, they're looking for more dating options, right? Uh, because it's not, as a black man, a, a, a high-caliber black man that has a lot of things going on to himself. So it's not easy, it's not hard for a man to find a date, right? But if he's looking for that right woman and, and, and looking for marriage, then if he comes to us he's like, this is what I want. And like Shay said, they'd be married within six months because they're intentional about it, you know? But you know, I, I've, I've had I've had horror stories both ways.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, but but that's back to your point, David. When people start nitpicking, like in the example Joseph gave, if I if you tell me exactly what you want, and I sent you somebody who was everything, and you nit- nitpicked them for one thing, you're probably on your way out. Because I'm going to tell you like this: Hold up, don't waste my time. You told me that's what you wanted. I gave it to you. If you're not going to be accepting the people I send you, you're going to be let go. And like Ming said, there are no refunds. (laughs) So they might want to get on board or they can go.
0: Yeah.
2: Especially if you're curious about finding someone.
3: Yeah.
0: Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral.
2: I'm Mandy Moore.
0: I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown.
2: We are your hosts of That Was Us a rewatch podcast starting May 14th.
0: Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Do you
1: think there's anything about me which is a calm, relaxed, chilled out person by nature? I mean, do you? I'm waiting for the answer, no. And I've tried so many things to help me calm down and to help me sleep, warm baths, candles. Everything else, none of it works. The thing that has helped me more than anything is the Calm app. It's the number one mental wellness app that gives you the tools to improve the way that you feel. So the Calm app for me helped me reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations. I've done, a, there's, they have these curated music tracks that you listen to and they just help you like rest and recharge. And they also have imaginative sleep stories. So it's actually helped me sleep. It's just awesome. <sighs> takes the edge off guys. Now for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You go to com.com slash velvet rope. You go to dot com slash velvet rope for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's com.com slash velvet rope bing is reality tv for your ears that's right instead of watching it on your screen like we love to do with the real housewives every week now you can listen that's right bing is an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you ever heard you listen in on people's lives that's right this season It's being trans. Meet Chloe, Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And what do we love better? For their most intimate conversations and unscripted raw moments. It really is like what we do and watch on the TV. We now can listen in podcast format. It's such a genius idea, really. Listen, you'll ride alongside all of these wonderful people as they handle health, family, relationships, love lives, friendships, and of course, there's drama and everything else that comes from living life as a transgender person in Los Angeles. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is an audio reality version of what we all love. This is Being Trans. Being Trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts. What about, I think we saw this with the duo in the premiere episode. I think it happened with them where they had that woman, I believe it was. So like they matched her up and it was was kind of like a match on both sides, the man and the woman. What about when people come to you? You know, I think Shay, you said, you know, most people pay like three to 5,000. We have no idea what Ming charges or you, Joseph, but I'm sure it's right up there. So, you know, and I know it's not- Ming is
2: way up there.
1: That's- (laughs) that's a
3: range, Okay.
1: A range. A range. <laughs>
2: That's way up there.
1: <laughs> a range of way up there. So like, you know, like, I think I would think that people would come to you no matter what it is and say like, okay, well, wow, you found me the Beyonce or the Jay-Z on the first, but you know what? Let's see what's behind door number. Like, I'm going to keep this person, it but let's keep going. So how yep. do you handle that?
0: Yeah. And when that happens, I tell them to go to a date nap because it's not a date nap, right? Um, because they think they're paying you, you know, oh, like I had one client nearly, I found I found him a great catch and things of that nature. And then right after the first day, he's like, oh, so who you got after that? I'm like, what do you mean? Who, you, you're not even giving this woman a full you know, possibility of, of, of being a great catch for you. You know, vet her, court her <laughs> and do things the right way. This is not a dating app. If you if you want to swipe left, swipe right then go to dating app. But if you want true matchmaking and you want to find that perfect person, that takes time. That takes courting. You got to really get to know that person. Um, so he was a little upset, but he understood what I was saying.
2: No, and that's why I have a five, uh, introduction cutoff. After I've introduced you to five people, our contract is fulfilled. And honestly, it's easy for me to send you on five dates. If I'm being completely honest, I can send anybody on five dates. So that's really not hard for me. But if I, if I, after I've given you your five, I'm done because people will continue. Well, give me another, give me another, mm-hmm. give me another. And they're not ready. That just tells me you're not ready. Because I'm already doing the work to screen this person and make sure this person is ready and meets all your qualifications. And you're just, you know, next, next, next. This is not that. No.
3: For me, I'm a little bit different. I think that to a certain degree, um, there's numbers. You know what I mean? So my thing is, I'll send you out on a date. There may not be any chemistry on that date. And if you want to go out with someone else in my database, because they're trying to fill you out and what you have for them as much as you're trying to fulfill what they're looking for. So I don't have a problem with they going, okay, I liked her, but I still may want to see whom else you may have in your database. So I don't really have a problem with that because they're still searching for that right person. And so I don't, sometimes you don't get on the first date, you don't get on the second date, you don't don't get on the third, but the fourth one is a charm. So I don't have a problem with fulfilling the matches. And that's why I charge what I charge because we can do this. You know what I mean? Let's go, you know, and I'm I'm all for it because I want you to find the right person, you know, and I don't want you, it's not a, it's not a, I don't feel like you can go. This is the right person for you, you know. I ha- they have to feel that, so I hey, I have 10 matches, 20 matches, you know, we can go all day, you know, <laughs> and as long as I get you matched and get you married, I'm good.
1: <laughs> Shay is like, I'm gonna stick to my five-roll,
2: no, like, absolutely, no, but but point. also, but also, I'm I'm a tenth of Ming's uh price, you know what I'm saying, so you pay, right. you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I, I, I can't afford to give you 100,000 matches. I just can't. Like literally, I'm going to give you your five and our program is done.
3: <laughs> and don't, don't get me wrong. I have my limits. But what I'm saying to you is I do have packages with different amount of matches for you because I want you to find the right one.
1: Totally. Have you guys ever to that extent, because you say like, look, people come to you for help. You guys are the experts if they don't follow it, you know, in a way you do know more than the person that's unsuccessfully dated for a very long time. So mm-hmm. have you guys ever sent someone on like a counter date in a sense, like maybe more, this is a question for you, Shay, or, you know, you, Joseph, if you have a limit, like where it's like, I know that first person and you're telling me that first person is phenomenal. So I'm not going to send you on a date with someone that I know you're not going to like. And it's going to show you how much you like this first person. Cause we do have a five limit and we're not going forever over here.
2: I do it all the time. So, <laughs> so for example, like, like I matched this woman with this guy. He is perfect for her. I'm talking about check every box. And she's like, you know, he just didn't have enough swagger. Like, I just want somebody that's a little bit more street. And I'm like, what? You're a freaking surgeon. What do you need a street dude for? I mean, like, it's r- random stuff. So then I'll send her with Mr. Street Dude, just so she can come back and be like, give me Adam. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> let's switch. Well, I well, know sometimes right. opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does, but I knew that he wasn't gonna be the one. And he wasn't. He wasn't the right one. I understand. But sometimes
0: that's yeah, I've, I've never done that, but it's hilarious though.
1: yeah I mean so you guys are you know living the dream running your businesses it's all about love so then Bravo comes a knocking did you guys were you guys did any of you watch like Bravo were you into reality tv before getting involved with this show
2: I was not into reality tv at all no
1: um I watched it some
3: um I had some of my favorite shows but I wasn't like really really invested into reality but I watched stuff for you
0: like I told most interviewers it matters who I'm dating at the time <laughs> to be
3: honest with you so, <laughs> you
0: know I like like I know a lot of the first four seasons of uh, House of Atlanta i watched a little bit of the New Jersey i watched some of the uh, Potomac and then of course you know I do watch reality but not sense of the the Bravo beforehand the Bravo type of reality you know I do like Discovery Channel reality and things of that nature I'm like a big outdoors person and stuff like that so uh, but uh, yeah uh, I'm definitely watching a lot more now just put it that yeah. way yeah
2: since so, so. <laughs> Since since filming um, and right right before filming, I got really into all, like, I know all the Bravo shows now, but prior to being approached for this opportunity, I was not into reality TV at Mm -hmm. all.
1: Other than, of course, your own show, do you have a favorite Bravo show that you watch now?
2: Yeah, I love Potomac. Um, and I'm really, I really like, um, Beverly Hills. Like I really enjoyed Be- Beverly Hills was sizzling this year. So I watched Potomac. I watched Beverly Hills. And of course, Atlanta got a show hometown love to, to real housewives of Atlanta.
3: And mine is a million dollar listing. I love that show.
1: <laughs> Do you have a preference between the LA or the New York version? They're both phenomenal.
3: I love New York because I'm from Jersey. I <laughs> so love New York.
1: The million-dollar yeah.
0: listings are great. When
3: Frederick left and to,
0: I uh, it, uh, yeah.
3: And I
0: was
3: like,
0: so, oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I was just saying that I used to watch the million-dollar listings as well. Um, so I've watched literally all of them. You know, yeah. I, I just never, like, binged watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta be sitting my butt there that time in that period to watch the show. Um, but yeah, since, like I said, since we've been taping, I've definitely got onto Potomac a lot. I like Below Deck. And, um, yeah.
3: Below Deck is funny.
1: They're all good. Well, you know, did you know? Listen, we've seen, you know, I saw the first episode, I saw, you know, what's to come for the season. Did you guys look? This is Bravo. So, you know, love is love. But of course, we have some drama amongst all of you and the duo. Did you guys know what you were getting into? I mean, it seems like most of you knew each other before but did you realize like this was going to have some drama associated with it once we started yeah. I, was, I was sold the bill of goods honey they
3: told me that i would be like million dollar listing for matchmaking and honey it's so different
2: <laughs> yeah i agree with me but i didn't i was like trying to figure out and i in fact joseph joseph and i had this conversation i was like where are they going to get the drama from because we're not full of drama it's just <laughs> just in and of ourselves I was like, how are they gonna are they gonna fabricate the drama i really thought they were gonna make it up or script it when I tell you, I don't know how they do it, but the drama comes, the drama comes. It is real, it's authentic, well, it's not scripted. But I didn't know how it was gonna happen. I was so clueless.
0: Right, David. So I you know, me and Shay go back like years and years, and you know, I told I said, Shay, this is Bravo. Like <laughs> this is Bravo, like let's, let's 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 not get it twisted. They're not gonna turn it into TLC overnight. You know what I'm saying? This is Bravo, so there's gonna be drama. And me and me and Shay, we went at it this season. You know, we're oh, good yeah. now. But you know, we went at it, and you know, Shay and me went at it. And but at the end of the day, I, I think we're all better friends now.
3: Shay was bullying me.
2: Me, stop it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Joseph and I were. And I will tell you that the drama you see with us is real. Like I, I could not stand him while we were filming. Like I really, literally. Every every bit of shade I threw was from the heart. I mean, every kiss and make up,
0: whatever. <it> be <laughs> yeah. We were we were definitely frenemies during the taping. I, I Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. I but love that's how my you-
2: brother. That's my brother. We're like literally two days apart. Like literally. So know. at the end of the day, we're gonna get back. This is our relationship. We have ups and downs. Period. Mm. Yeah. I love how Joseph,
1: the straight man in this group, is the one telling everyone how it's going to work on Bravo. I mean, you know, that's...
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, and, imagine, and imagine me going through the season with it, right? <laughs> like. Well,
1: we have already seen some drama. I mean, you know, Joseph is coming to you, Shay, and with this brilliant idea of, like, let's all share referrals. He finds out on camera you guys are already sharing referrals. And now we get into this match. It's like drama plus drama. Now we get into this matchmaker certificate, (laughs) which, I mean, apparently you don't have.
0: Mean doesn't have it either, though.
3: Oh, first of all, yes, I do. Back oh, you up. Do. Back up, boom. Of course right. I do. I've been backing since 2010. Don't do me. Oh, okay. Joseph is the only one who is not. So one. One. You're the only one out okay. here naked, baby.
0: Okay. So I'm the only one without the certificate. You're all right, keep going. Naked. Keep going, David.
3: You tried it, no man. No, sir.
0: Listen. I, I, I will stand alone and I will stand hard too. Let's go.
1: Do it man. Do it, Joseph. <laughs> I hate to open old wounds, so I'm so sorry, but, well, no, you know. We're,
0: we're, I, I, I never took it too serious, you know. It's, it's not that serious. Go ahead, bro.
1: But also, you know, we we saw with you, you know, Joseph, like stuff with the duo. You know, apparently you guys have this complicated history and, you know, mm-hmm. they think that you stole their idea for a VIP area on your <laughs> app. I mean, talk to me about your relationship with the duo. <sighs>
0: Well, now we're doing the taping. <laughs> we're good now. We're good now. No, during I mean, I know. I mean, during the taping, you know, like I said, this is reality TV. I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into. Now I know, but <laughs> at the time, um you know, we we, we have a we 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 were all in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? And the matchmaking industry is very very small. They reached out to me a long time ago, maybe six seven years ago. Um, they're saying they're reaching out to me to provide a service to my app. I'm saying they reached out to me because they needed um, referrals, which most matchmakers do. I mean, I get matchmakers all the time. Literally, I just had one literally on LinkedIn just hit me up just now, <laughs> you know, in reference to uh, referrals. So that's what I was saying. And um, you know, they 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 feel they felt that I, I stole their VIP matchmaking, but like I say all the time, if you Google VIP matchmaking, you're going to see about 40 damn matchmakers come up. I mean, that's just what it is. It's not like something that they coined or trademarked. No, like everyone does VIP matchmaking. So, you know, I didn't say that during the episode, but that's really what it is. Right. And then of course you saw the school. Well, I did not know you guys were making a school, you know, how am I supposed to know? I'm not a mind reader. Right. So it was just, it was just a coincidence at my party where we were, um, you know, talking in reference to a a possibility of starting a school that they were already in the makings of one. So it it added intrigue and a little drama. So it is what it is. I I was totally stunned though. It, 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 it took me for a, a ride, put it that way.
1: Ming, you had some facial reactions during that statement. Is there anything you want to say?
3: Oh, I'm just listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys find like throughout the season? What was harder? i mean, like, it's a hard job. Like we just talked about all the things you face with your clients. You know, was the drama more difficult with your clients? Some of which you had a fire or was it really with each other during this show?
2: I would say with each other, hands down, um, because you can control your client. This is your client. It's your business. You can say, we're, we're going to part ways. I'm done with you and be done with it. But we're like having to force ourselves to be around each other. And sometimes you didn't like each other. That was definitely hard. Well, I just want you to know that I loved everyone. And I just don't understand
3: where the Oh, boy. Oh, them. God. Oh, my God. Because Listen, I don't let me everyone,
2: fool you. And I don't even know what happened. I'm just there. Don't let Ming fool you. So you saw I think it's in this episode. You saw where she called me low budget. No, that's gonna be coming up. That's That's in the teaser. That is not now. You know. I I didn't you'll see, David. You'll see. I didn't
3: I didn't, David. I didn't say it like that.
1: Well, not not that I'm taking Ming's side shit because you know you and I go way back, but (laughs) you you did make a reference to the fact that maybe her. Establishment was
0: a prostitution yes. ring,
1: I think, where these that was a madam,
3: a modern day a madam, madam.
0: <laughs> yes. She didn't even say madam, but she, she might as well should have said it right.
3: I said oh, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah. But you know, David, I have a lot to say about that. You know, when people are not accustomed to or exposed to certain things in life, they only can comprehend what they know. So Shay said exactly what she's accustomed to dealing with. It's not true, but that's where her where she can relate.
2: So oh my god. Now I, you know what I want to be on my best behavior for you, David. So I'm just gonna was, not hey, respond. David,
0: this is why I, I was between the whole season, bro. I'm
2: gonna take the high road and not respond. Well, I pimp. I took it when Obviously, you but, but pimp. you can't speak to what I've been exposed oh to. You well, can't you speak
3: want, to. Well, I'm just saying if you holler at pimp because somebody's making money, then what do you want me to think?
2: Oh um, I'm just not going to respond. I'm not going to
1: respond. <laughs> Listen, you never feel you need to be on your best behavior here behind the velvet rope. Oh, boy. How about this? If you guys, like, I mean, I know not everyone's single, but if each of you had to choose one of the others, and we could throw the duo in here, too, who would you choose to match you up? You have to choose one of you guys or the duo if you were single.
3: Ooh, Let me see. If I want to go... <laughs> Do I want to go eighty and up? Do I want to go low? Uh, not um, low income, or do I want to go? Oh, boo! Um,
2: <laughs> none of us would match me. First of all, okay. and I second of all, me. um, David, if you watch the show, you will see my answer. So, if you watch the show, you will actually oh, see my answer boy. to that question.
1: I saw coming up. You do go to the duo. I
2: do. Yes.
0: Uh, me personally, actually, I want them all to try to match me. Right. Because I date, like, if you line all the women up that I've ever dated, you would think that I'm like five different types of dudes, right? Because I don't have a certain type. I go off of energy. I go off of personality, you know, character and things of that nature. So I'm sure every all of them have somebody in their database that will appease my dating uh, urges, put it that way.
2: That is awesome. That was <laughs> a good That was, that was a good, great answer. <laughs> I definitely feel like I could match Joseph because I know him better than everybody. So I really definitely feel like I get him and I know the type of woman that will work best for him. And I also always know when the woman is not going to work for him. And I let oh, him boy. know that whether he takes my advice or not, he comes back and go, Shay, you were right. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Everybody can't be like you. Right. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: what What about you, Ming? Do you think you would kick Joseph out of your service if you took him on as a client?
3: Um... <laughs> You know, Joseph is a really nice, sweet person, but he can be a little sensitive. Oh, boy. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: very sensitive. She's right.
3: I don't know what that would end up being. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I'm not
2: sensitive.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not sensitivity. What is it? It's, 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 it's blunt. I'm very blunt. There's a difference.
2: He's emotional. He's very emotional. He is. <laughs> <clears throat> okay.
1: Well, we do see you dating someone, Paris, during the show. I mean, what is the status? Are you still with Paris?
0: Um, I'm not talking about personal lives right now. <laughs> <laughs> just like
2: go business. back to what I said, David. Ooh, if, man, I said, if I said it wasn't going to work,
0: just, I'm man, right. Let's talk business, bro. Let's talk business.
1: Okay, let's talk business. <laughs> what about the claim? And I don't, I forgot who made it during the pilot episode that you know you inventory. like to use your own like
0: dating website
1: and your database
3: said dating your inventory to be specific dating. yeah, yeah that, i made that, yeah.
0: that claim that, i that made was, it kelly kelly said i date my inventory okay so i'm gonna correct shay shay said I, I, I i've been with three women it's been two two the other woman was from your facebook group No, she was not on my app she was not on my app so i met two women off my app and i had great long relationships with those women okay so, with that being said, yes, long. Let, long is five years and three years. So, with that being said,
2: three years that was barely two.
0: Joseph. Okay, two years. I'm sorry, five years and two years. Okay, with that being said, thank you, Shay, for uh, correcting me. Uh, with that being said, I take I, I practice what I preach. I tell all singles to be on at least two or three dating apps, and personally, there's only maybe two or three dating apps out there that I would actually point, which is mine and a couple other others. So, I'm not going to give the competition no clout but uh yeah so that's what i do you know i go on two or three di- different dating apps and if it happened to be i meet someone on my app then guess what let's have fun with it
2: yeah well unlike joseph i don't get high off my own supply so even though i have a very extensive database here in atlanta i don't date my own folks i just don't
0: there's a difference but there's a difference between a day nap and matchmaking like database i've never went in my matchmaking database and be like oh let me but pick you hers said you me.
2: use your app as your database. You already said that.
0: That's so different. it's the same. No, it's not the same.
2: In your, in your app. He, he it's not
0: mean. the same. It's not, app. it's not the same. Every person on my app can become a prospect, a candidate for someone in my matchmaking, but they're not automatically a candidate or they're not no, automatically... He, it's
2: semantics. Move on, David. It's semantics. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? He, he just spinning around in a circle to and, say and why, he does get high why, off his own. Wait, supply. wait, and why
0: wouldn't I go to RBO? It's the best day now for black singles out there to me, right? You so recover. why wouldn't I? You better
3: recover. I- <laughs> you better
0: recover. That's what
3: I'm talking about. I'm not recovering. <laughs> I'm just keeping <laughs> the facts. She's she she doing good. Keep Danny, it coming. Danny, keep going, bro. So
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to ask you guys, you know, said, let's give a shout out to our locals, like RHOA. Like, do you know any of our, you know, wonderful friends, you know, like Marlo, Kenya, Sheree, Nini. Do you know the Atlanta Housewives? Well, I had the opportunity
3: to work with a couple of them this season. So hopefully you'll get to see that. <laughs> so I work with a couple of them.
2: Um, a- I have, I have a plan so that, you know, Candy and um, Kenya will want to set up a play date with me because I have a two-year-old, a three-year-old little girl, and I want, I want her to be besties with Kenya and um, Candy's little girl. So that's my plan. But no, I don't know them. Of course, I've seen Candy out and about in the city. Um, She's the home girl, but she's, you know, I don't know her yet, but wait for it. We're going to have a play date soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put it in existence. I'm speaking yeah, it in the atmosphere.
3: Let's yeah.
1: <laughs> put that out there. Well, what about, you know, listen, Kenya, you know, we've all watched her her story over many years, you know, it hasn't worked out between her and Mark Daly. Like, what do you think? I mean, you guys are the experts. What do you think Kenya needs in, in a man? Oh,
2: boy. You know, honestly, if I'm a, if I'm going to be honest, I would definitely think Ming should match Kenya. I think she would be a great matchmaker for her. I was actually going to work with
3: her. However, Kenya is still going through her divorce. So she cannot be matched with anybody at this point. But I think Kenya has a very strong personality. But you know, underneath all of that, she's a really sweet person. And I know everything you see on this season. And beyond that, she, she puts on this face, you know, of chaos sometimes. But she's a really deep inside. She's a sweet person. So um, I think uh, she take, it takes a very strong. Let me say this. Reality TV stars, especially women, it's hard because it takes a certain type of man that's gonna to wanna to be in the limelight, who wants to be out with you all the time, who wants a woman who's always on magazines or being interviewed. It takes a lot. So it takes a really solid man, you know, somebody who's real comfortable and very secure to be able to do that, and a guy who's okay with letting that woman uh, grow, you know. Um, and sometimes that's tough to find. You have to find the perfect
1: one. What about you know Nene leaks. Greg unfortunately passed away. What? Well, maybe
0: because I mean she's NeNe, not single anymore. She's dating uh, uh, someone a I know. Fashion about. designer. Yeah. It. Yeah.
3: I'm just saying that I feel you know for me I'm a little discreet. You know I felt like it could have been a few months before you kind of just sashayed out with your new man. You know, but you know who am I? Who am I? Everybody does things differently. Um... You know, I just have to be real careful about what I say. I want to say some things, but I don't want to come back and bite me in my butt. So I'm going to just keep it and end it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sip my tea. Right. Well, I'm my butt chewed out. And you guys at home while eating potato chips watching. That's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: As Shay sips her tea, listen, I'm not tricking you. I just had to say two things. One, we're all friends here. So you could say whatever here behind the velvet rope. <laughs> and second, I mean, I believe what you're saying is you feel that NeNe came out with her new man in the really public eye a little too soon.
3: <laughs> NeNe? Goodness gracious. But yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm like, okay, Well, So girl. basically
0: what I'm trying to say is that it's hard to develop a, a new relationship that fast. Is that what you're trying to say, NeNe?
2: It was fast. It was fast. You know, and I, I have to I have to stand up for, for her because, you know, Georgia Peaches have to stick together. But I'm going to say, although I agree that for the public, that was a little soon. I don't, I think if she, because we don't know how long Greg has been sick and how long, she might have let him go a couple years ago. Let's say she knew that he was on his deathbed. He's on his way out. She said her goodbyes because this man that's laying here is not the one, right? We don't know what happened personally in her home um, so that when he did transition she was already ready we don't know if she's already done that work to let him go so although Uh I agree it might have been too early for the public if you feel that you're ready and you've done the work emotionally and internally you can move on but maybe you don't tell everybody that you've moved on
1: what well I was going to ask you also just to what about Marlo I mean we have Marlo Hampton now she has her peach do you guys have any thoughts on what Marlo needs in a man Rich, white.
3: <laughs> what? That's, that's what?
2: her type. Ming. I would say I would send her to Ming too. Let Ming match her too. She only dates well, Are you sure about that? She only dates white men. Ming. Is that what you're it's saying? It's been rumored that that's her sugar daddy. Oh wow. She's, Marlo is
0: definitely about the. Movie. Y'all give it all the tea. I don't know none of this stuff, David. They just let me all in, bro. I, I but from my you know.
2: perspective, Marlo is right up Ming's alley. I would definitely refer her to Ming to be matched.
0: Okay. So you, she don't want no real black love shade? Is that what you're saying?
2: I don't think so.
3: <laughs> I think Marlo <laughs> is open to having love, but she is open to diversity, which she has done in the past from what I've heard. Um, um, I can't say for sure, but from what I've heard, she's definitely open to diversity and definite, definitely open to men who are wealthy, who are doing well for themselves
1: that makes a lot of sense. And before we move on, I just have to ask you because Sheree Whitfield is back on Atlanta. Sorry, Joseph, we'll move on to a topic. I can in- involve you in too, after this question, but Sheree is back, you know, she was dating Tyrone, her ex, after he got out of prison. I don't think they're together anymore, but I just want you could weigh in on this too, Joseph. Like, where are we all with, you know, prison records? It, okay. Okay or move on, not okay?
0: Um, me personally, just a little bit back I actually worked in the prison before. I've actually used to be a probation officer. I know people look at me like, no, there's no way. But yeah, so I do know that people can change. I've seen it directly. Um, I was a, a case manager in a prison and I had some great men that reformed themselves from their prior experiences, right? So I think, you know, with women, I tell women all the time, just make sure you do your due diligence, right? Before you... Uh, go that down that path but there are some great men that come out of prison and reform themselves and, and become great contributors to society become businessmen you know all the time you see it i mean there's there's a lot of stories out there that men are coming out of prison and, and doing great things for society uh for the children um starting businesses uh churches all of that stuff but i mean there's also the bad apples as well right you know don't don't you know, have a man come out because you just want somebody. And uh, he tells you everything you want to hear. And then you end up in a a situation where you're getting used and abused.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with Joseph, especially when you think about the fact that there are a lot of men who are falsely accused and maybe didn't do anything at all. So one, people can be rehabilitated. And two, some people didn't do anything and just ended up they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and ended up in jail. So I don't think you can just like throw a whole like throw everybody a wide net and say, Anyone who's gone to jail is a no-no. I would not do that. And I think every person has to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis, um, you know. But of course, if somebody's doing criminal activity, like Apollo, for example, Phaedra's ex, you know, then that's probably somebody I would steer away from. And I run background checks on all my clients, so that those people wouldn't come up in my in my options for you as a client, anyway. I've
0: what actually you- had. Um- I've actually had a guy, you know, she may not take more, but I've actually had a, a client, a female client. And we we found a really, really great guy for her. And once we did the background check, we, we noticed he has some issues in his past. But these are like 20, 20, 30 years ago. Right. And they weren't too egregious to the point where it's like, oh, no, you know, like those big crimes. It, it wasn't big crimes. It was small crimes. And uh, we presented to our client. And she's like, yeah, I would love to meet him. And actually, guess what? They're still dating today. So, I mean, it's a case by case case scenario you know
2: absolutely for, for i just me, know for that me. for me if i pay thousands of dollars don't bring me a criminal that should know if i meet him on my own <laughs> that's one thing but if i'm giving you thousands of dollars don't present a criminal to me sir thank you <laughs> well
3: <laughs> me and my clientele when we do background checks i am i have to disclose the information to my clients and once I disclose that information, they can choose whether they want to go on a date with that client or not, but they, it's up to them, but I have to disclose it.
0: Correct.
1: What about, you know, cause you guys talked about background checks, you know, all three of you, what about like we have in the Bravo world, Lala Kent, she was dating someone, Randall Emmett. I don't know how familiar you are with this. They broke up now. Lala has not gone to a matchmaker yet but she is using, she's come out. I mean, this is public knowledge. She uses private investigators now to date because she was with someone who was just a totally different person than she thought. Are you guys in favor of like what Lala is doing and using private investigators on your own?
3: I am opposed to it because right now we live in a day where people are insane. (laughs) You don't know what you're getting anymore. I mean, even if you, you you can be with somebody for a hundred years and you still not know them, but it's very important, I think, that you do some research and background on people. I mean, I know you have single moms, you have, you know, all kind of situations. So, yeah, you want to know who you're getting in a relationship with. Or who you're doing no, with.
2: absolutely. I agree with me. Um, you know, listen, if you have nothing to hide, why would you be a, a worried about that? Like, I don't care if somebody said, oh, Shay, I did a whole extensive background check on you. I hired a private investigator good. Now, can we go on on our date? Because I know I have nothing out there. But if you, you would only care if you had something to hide. You know what I mean? So I don't know why it would be a big deal, personally.
0: Right. And, and, and truth be told, you don't have to go that route of private investigator if you don't have the money for it. I tell all, especially all women, I tell them to do a background check. You could do that for literally $19 on the internet. There's about four or five different websites that I use, personally. But anyone can use, right? And you can get at least the basics. You can actually find out a lot more than you thought you could about a person do a 1999, 1999 um search background search right um so you don't have to go three or four months down the road and all of a sudden you find out okay he he's an embezzler or you know he has he's divorced three or four times that stuff is public records you can find that stuff out easily
2: absolutely
3: well when you come to me i have a special background check so I don't want you to waste your $19. Come to me and get your special background
0: check. <laughs> for $100,000, Mean <laughs> Man, please.
2: If I if I pay you $100,000, I want a DNA test, an STD test, a credit all right. check. I don't know about oh that. I'm
0: going to a second, I'm gonna need a second born for that.
2: All of it. All of the
3: above. I have
0: a range
3: from $25,000 to 100000 okay? Don't forget, okay?
1: Okay. okay. All right. What is your special background check? What what is that into help? Well,
3: they would have to come see me and pay the money
2: to see, <laughs> hundred thousand dollars and find out.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of you know, hundred thousand dollars and high end <laughs> matchmakers. You know, way back in the day, we had Patty Stanger. Yeah. You know, the millionaire matchmaker did. Any of you are were any of you familiar with her? Did any of you reach out to her for advice, having been on Bravo?
2: She was actually one of my professors when I went through the uh, Matchmaker Institute. She actually trained one of my courses, so I love Patty Sanger. I have seen every episode of Millionaire Matchmaker. In fact, that's why I named my business Middle Class Matchmaker. I really wanted to do it a whole, you know, to to a different level. But I love her. I love her
0: a lot. I don't. Like her, I've heard her a couple times on Clubhouse and she's pretentious as hell. Um, she, she's not too bright to me either. So I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, go, I go off of what people give me, you know? Yes. Do you know?
2: He says she's not too bright.
1: <laughs> Ming, do you have any thoughts?
0: I mean, the way she was telling people to date was like, what, are people literally listening to this? They had like 900 people in the room and they're listening to this woman giving them the worst dating advice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that but when you're me.
2: paying a million dollars, I mean, I really think it's this
0: on another Clubhouse. She, hey, this was Clubhouse. Like, these are people in Clubhouse she was giving this advice to. This wasn't her, her clients. These were people in Clubhouse.
3: I can only remember looking at an episode where they were actually going to match her. Did you guys see that one? I yes. think her team... And they. She picked was the, in a
2: relationship when I saw it.
3: No, they picked three guys for her and she picked the worst one for herself. That told me a lot, okay? I was like, why would you pick him? He is so not interested in you. It was the craziest thing. So I was like, I don't think I would want her to match me.
2: (laughs) From that, yeah. So, you know, honestly, you know, David, when Matchmaking was born, it was born... it has roots, obviously, um, in different cultures. People, You know, there was always a grandma that was matching people. But when the matchmaking industry was born, it was for the elite. It was for who could afford it, right? That's traditionally what matchmaking is about. Um, and so, honestly, and it still is. It still is. That is the industry. It's for who can afford it. Um, so I get it, and I'm all for it. But I wanted to do something different, because I thought that love should be for everybody. And it shouldn't just be for, you know, who could afford it. Everybody deserves love.
1: Do you guys have certain, like I know we made a lot of references earlier to like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Denzel. Like when people come in, I mean, who are the people that are most, like if I came in, I'm right between the two ages. I would tell you I'm open to a Jaden Smith or a Will Smith. That's just me personally. That's That's what I, who do you guys get celebrity wise? Is there certain people you get more than others?
3: Um, As far as uh, matching them up?
1: Well, like, okay, I want someone that, you know, like, oh, what's your type? Oh, my type's Beyonce, my type's. Right. Oh. So David,
0: that's one of my questions. I'll say, who was your childhood crush as a celebrity? Yeah. Because it gives about who you're attracted to, right? i right. not saying they were going to find you that person, but it gives an idea of who you may be attracted to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, same. Who, so who do you get? Like, who, like, is there, you know, do you hear Denzel more than any, you know, is it be like, do you hear certain celebrities all the time, like more than others?
0: I personally don't. I hear some celebrities I didn't even heard of. I actually have to Google them.
1: <laughs> mine, mine range
3: because I have my clients are so different. You know, they're from different places, different countries. You know, they're so different that it ranges for me. Yeah.
2: I get a lot of people who want, um, you know, Barack and Michelle Obama, <laughs> you know, women who want their Barack and, and women who want their their Michelle, opposite men who want their Michelle and women who want their Barack. I get that a lot. And, um, you know, honestly, like I always say, you know, are you going to be willing to do what Michelle did, you know, Michelle left her high powering job to go into the White House with Barack, a lot of women who are very successful are not willing to do that, you know, so it's like, are you willing to do what these people did to have the relationships they had, I don't know, most people aren't.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Last two or three questions, I promise. How do you guys handle like social media and like Google, you know, like you introduce people and now it's not, you know, you can go and Google someone, whether they're in the public eye or not. And you were interested in someone. And by the second date, you're like, well, let me tell you what I just found out through the Google search. Does that happen a lot? And how do you handle that?
2: Well, I'm going to Google people before, like I'm going to Google them before I introduce you to them. So I would already have done that. Plus, you know, I'm doing a background check because I feel like when people pay you, they're paying you for, they want this service. They want you to give them someone, you know, that they couldn't find on their own. Right. Um, so with that in mind, I, I'm going to do my due diligence before introducing you at the same time, because somebody fl- slide through the crack. Absolutely. And then if, if that happened and they go, Hey, you know, I researched this person and he turned out he's, you know, a criminal or whatever, then I'll just give you another person.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And what about, you know, you, we talked about things people do wrong. Where does, cause I mean, I just, you know, amongst groups of people I know, where does like, fooling around too early in the dating process and or getting completely drunk on a date? I mean, those are not necessarily the same thing. Sometimes they go very hands in hand, but (laughs) what is your advice? And what do you think about that? Either fooling around too early in the meeting process and or getting totally drunk on a date?
0: Yeah. I, I personally tell, um, all clients singles period, you know, no more than one drink. I've actually been a victim myself of doing it. Like had two or three drinks and like, oh, you know, <laughs> what happened, right? They <laughs> so, took advantage of you. <laughs> Is
3: that what you're saying?
0: We're, we're going to go with that Mean We're going to go with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at the most, one drink at the most, if, if you can help yourself, right? Because um, you, you don't want to, you know, sometimes when you get inebriated, of course, you know, you get more loose. Just put it that way. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I
2: don't believe in that these kinds of rules, like, you know, I think, If you're being your authentic self, whatever that is, is what somebody needs to evaluate. So if you're a drinker, they need to see that up front and know this is not what they want to sign up for. Like, don't try to hide it. This is like, show up authentic. Now, I do ask if you are an alcoholic beforehand, so I would have already assessed that. But if you're not and you're just a social drinker, you know, drink, have fun. If y'all want to have sex on the first date. Go for it. We're adults. Like, I'm not in the business of policing people or giving them rules. I think it's archaic.
3: That's just my personal
2: opinion. Well, I must be
3: archaic. Like, <laughs> I try to tell my clients, you know, you can do whatever you want to do with what you have to work with. But I try to tell them, wait until you get married or wait until you have
0: a I, ring. I'm not that archaic, but go No, ahead. that's archaic.
3: I do. I do. I do, and it's, and it's not gonna happen for everybody, but that is what I will say.
2: Right, you know well, he's I mean?
3: gonna to me, what as someone
2: you have to evaluate, you don't want to lock yourself into somebody and then find out he can't perform, but he's you, you two have inches to long, he has well, there a microphone. I'm not gonna sign up for you that, you're going yourself
3: to people and every new person that you meet, and, and, and nothing happens. Lane. So, it's going it both ways. So, so I'm
0: not signing myself up, and I don't know what you're working with. Both of them, as a woman, right and I'm a man, as a woman, I tell all women do not give it up on the first date because the first thing in that man's mind is she's a jump off, right? And he's going to have to convince her, convince himself that she's not. But that's a that's a whole nother process, right? To Shay's point, I get it. You don't want to be settled down with somebody for six months they have terrible sex. You find out six months later. But to me, I'm not waiting to marry to find out it's, it's, it's terrible sex. So no, I'm I'm, definitely in not. Both I'm in between both of them.
2: You know what? No, we're saying the same thing, Joseph, because I don't say do it on the first day either. But it could be generational Ming. Maybe we're in a generation that is different than your thing. No, there's, there's nothing wrong.
3: There's it's not, not that wrong. big of a generation gap. No, we're not that big of a generation, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It all starts now. Here we go. Here we Let's go. go. Let's go, Shay. Let's go. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. And yes. Look, again, we could all agree to disagree. Exactly. And then as we wrap up, I just want to, you know, as people watch like Love Match Atlanta, like what do you want them to take away, you know, from this first season, like from each of you, like your businesses, love, matchmaking, just all of it. Like, what do you want people to get out of kind of like each of you could be personal, it could be business, whatever.
3: I'll go first. Okay. For me, I just feel like, you know, this coming to the experience was very, very different. It's, I've never experienced it before. So letting people into your personal life was really challenging for me. But, you know, I tr- I'm trying to be a matchmaker who lives what she says. And you'll see, I go through some challenges, but I'm really pushing for success, in my, you know, I can't tell you the show, but I'm I'm pushing for success, and that's what I do in my relationships because it's so easy for us to get in situations. I quit, I quit. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next, next, next. Let's go, and then you just have a list of relationships, and you just end up nothing, you know. So I try to live what I preach. Um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but um, just being, uh, hopefully, those, they'll, they'll I can help some people, you know, going through some of the same things I've gone through in the show. And like I said before, it's like, I love the different personalities. Somebody is going to look at that show and they're actually going to relate to someone that's on there. So I love that.
1: I like that. For
2: for me personally, I am so proud to demonstrate a single mom because sometimes when people say single mom, they think. Somebody in poverty living in a shoebox. And, you know, I'm really proud to represent myself as a single mom who's, a, who's an entrepreneur who's running successful businesses and um, helping people find love. I'm really, I'm really happy to show what that looks like, to show America a different view. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, as far as love, I love that I, my brand is really helping everyday people find love and contrary to what people, what Ming may think, um, just because I serve a demographic doesn't mean that I'm a part of that demographic, but she doesn't know moving right uh-oh. away, I'm uh-oh. really happy. She to is showcase uh-oh. That. Uh-oh.
3: Did you see that? Did you see how she threw that at me? And I was minding uh-oh. my business over here. <laughs> and you Shay, gave such God, a nice I answer. I know Shay, you know what? Honestly, Shay, I respect what you're doing. Somebody has to do it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I respect what you're doing. Like I say on the show, if it's making you money, amen. I'm happy for you. I'm
0: not. All right. Uh, what was the question, David?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just as, you know, people watch this amazing first season, like what do you want them to take away like from you as a person, your business,
0: uh, RBL?
1: You know,
0: uh, You know, just take away that all of us you know this is not an overnight success thing for us, right? Understand that we've been busting our butts, and we really, really love love all all of us. We really, really love love, and we are actually here to help people find love and give them, you know, a, a peace of mind that they're still out there for them as well, right? Um, of course, they are gonna get away. You know, they could take away the drama, um, you know, the ups and downs, but understand that we're all now friends. <laughs> We, we have our little quirkiness about our about each other. We we throw jabs and stuff like that. Um, but we're, we we are we are friends, and, and we are in this on this journey together. This was scary for all of us. You Absolutely, know?
2: yeah. This
0: was this is something I never I never woke up a day in my life thought I would be on TV. Like no, Absolutely. especially a reality TV show. Yeah, and, I did. and yeah, and being put <laughs> me too. under a pressure cooker. <laughs> like, would you say, me? I said I did.
2: and i've been wanting to be on tv my whole life my my major was uh radio tv and film i was an actor a little kid in different plays and stuff in school like i've always wanted to be on tv so this is a dream come true right well
0: for myself i I never thought i would be on tv a day in my life i never thought my life would be under my scope uh i know i'm a character i know i'm different i know i have a big personality so you know all that's gonna shine um you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm accepting it as it goes. It's, it's going to be a fun ride. Put it that way.
2: Absolutely.
1: It's going to be a fun ride. Listen, here's my last words of advice. Next year, after this first season is such a hit, and you guys all come back, yes. you know, A, don't change. That's, right. that's yeah. A. And Aww. B, and this is the last thing, is, you know, we have people. We have Erica Jane. You know, did she know about her husband Tom yes. Giardi? I don't know. We have Jen Shaw. Now the feds are involved. Yes. It's not. It's not always that severe. Sometimes there's just a little. Maybe there's there was an affair or there something. Sometimes it's not even that bad. So here's the thing, Joseph Shea and Ming. Is there anything here today on behind the velvet rope? It doesn't have to be illegal. Anything in your past that you want to share with me? <laughs>
3: My
0: absolutely, not. absolutely not <laughs> nothing <laughs> uh in my past i mean I've, I've 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 dated a lot i've had a lot of women i mean that's about it <laughs> but but that's i mean that's pretty much it i mean i you know i had fun as a single man when i'm a single man but i also you know i mean there's nothing in my past i was you know i'm hiding or anything that right. will come up like oh my god this is a this is a scandal right. no Never that.
2: Never. I don't have anything like that either. Yeah, never that. I don't have anything like that either. I, you know, one of the things I'm curious about is I know people are going to drag us and they're going to come for us and, and say things, but Woo! honestly, honestly, I feel like we put it out there already. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know what else they can find, but I'm sure they'll find something. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be fun watching it. Yeah.
1: Listen, it was a great pilot. I loved it. I love the coming attractions. I think this show is going to be a huge hit. After Atlanta, great time slot. So like congratulations yes. to all of you. Thank I've loved chatting with all of you. People are going to have so much fun. And I really appreciate all of your times.
3: Oh, we thank, thank you so hey, much for
1: having us. This,
0: this was definitely fun. I appreciate it, bro. Yes.
1: Anytime. Yes. Come back next season.
2: Yes,
0: we, we will. will. Love I'll you all. Though. This yeah. was great. And,
1: and I'll tag you on. I'll share it for everyone. Yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for thinking of us and inviting us to your yeah. show. Yes. It Anytime. so much fun.
1: All right, Thank I'll, you talk first. I'll talk okay. to all of you later.
2: Thank bye. you,
0: David. Bye. Take guys. care. Bye. bye Thank you.
3: Bye, bye. bye, guys.
1: Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear...